It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. This is Plan with Dan, the podcast where we learn a lot more about what's happening in the financial world and how you can plan for your financial future a little bit better. We turn to Dan Betzel. He's the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors here in the greater Columbus area. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us on this edition where we're talking about couch potato dollars. Now, you haven't gotten to where you are in life by being lazy. If you've had children, you probably <laughs> frequently told them not to be lazy bones, or maybe you told them something worse than that, as my dad probably did a couple of times. You should do the same thing to your money. Tell it to get off the couch. Quit being lazy money, or as we like to call it, couch potato dollars. Those are going to endanger your portfolio, if not addressed in many cases. So we're going to talk a little bit about why that is on today's show. But before we get to all the financial stuff, did you ever get called lazy bones or a couch potato or criticized about being lazy by your folks back in the day, Dan? You know, I hate, you know, I I guess I want to maybe go back to my legal training and and plead the fifth (laughs) on that one. There you go. There you go. All right, I'll share the story for you instead. Uh, okay, thank you, thank you. And, and it's a little gross, so you know, turn down the volume or skip ahead about 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the story. It's not that gross, but I once was, uh, my mom's an HR, so she was like uh-huh. a human resources manager, has been for many, many, many years. And uh, when I was, uh, this must have been middle school, maybe element, maybe like fifth grade or I can't remember, somewhere in that time frame. You know, our Saturday chore was to always rake the leaves in our house. We had tons of leaves that would come down in the fall all the time. And I hated it, obviously, but we had a good time, you know, jumping in the piles, pulling the sheets around, raking the leaves. But it would take all day to do this. But that was what we did to earn sort of our, you know, freed up Sundays. And there was one time where I was just really not into it that day. And I was scratching my head a lot, like just scratching. And I was just just really out of it, not really contributing much. And my mom kept getting so mad at me. She finally smacked me upside the head. The only time that she ever hit me, she was so frustrated with me. And I laugh about it, too. And I laughed about it then, too, kind of. She smacks me upside the head. And, and the thing she says to me was, why are you so lazy? You're going to make a terrible employee. <laughs> Oh, wow. I just thought that was like, wait, that was the criticism? You're going to make a terrible employee? Like the true human resources coming out of her, right? (laughs) I go to school on Monday and they do lice checks and it turns out I had an absolutely terrible case of lice. And that's why I'd been so distracted and was scratching my head and looking all lazy. It was because I was going crazy with my head itching so much. She felt so mortified by the whole thing. I bet. But anyway, I don't know how I got onto a story about having lice when we're talking about lazy money, but... (laughs) There you go. So well, it's well, it's kind of like you know, lazy money is is kind of like you know, if you spend too much time on the couch watching TV and not moving around enough, you, it's not good for your health. Right. And just as you as you're saying, lazy money, it's not good for your financial health. That's yep. for sure. And if you're scratching your head, not raking your leaves, you're going to be a bad <laughs> That's <right>. employee. That's <laughs> not good for your financial health later on either. If you're going to be a bad that employee, that is so true. It's all connected. So what? Are, take that a little bit further, then, Dan. What do we mean when we really talk about? lazy money not dollars aren't obviously sitting on the couch so what are we talking about with lazy money <laughs> well well they they might be sitting you know in a bank account or you know maybe they could be sitting in a safe in the house but it's that money that's not working for you 
checking the money you have in checking accounts, savings accounts, you know, CDs, money markets, you know, and sometimes people are in in portfolios that are so conservative that even the portfolio isn't, you know, keeping up with inflation is being very, very lazy. So it's any of that money that's not working for you. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need some cash for emergencies, for your sleep at night money. So that's fine. I'm not talking about that. But the money in excess of that that you may have, you know, not working for you, that's lazy money. Yeah, I think that's true. So you're opening yourself up to dangers of of what? Like inflation being a big deal? Yeah, absolutely. Inflation, maybe not meeting your long-term retirement income goals. You know, that's sometimes I see people that you know, have worked their whole life and, and they've and they've saved and they've sacrificed, but they put all of the money, you know, in a bank account. And so they may have like two hundred thousand dollars or whatever, but it's not enough to fund their retirement. And if they had been able to take in a little bit more risk, I don't mean crazy risk, but just a little bit more risk with a portion of that money over 25 years, 30 years, they would find themselves in a totally different retirement income position than they do find themselves because their money was just not working very hard for them. Just like you weren't working very hard for your mom, you know, raking those leaves. This money wasn't was not working very hard for them over their entire working career. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So, I mean, why are people falling into this situation where they have so much lazy money in their portfolio? I would imagine there's there's lots of different reasons for why people get into that equation, into that situation. Yeah, I'm not hearing this first one too much anymore, but for years I, I was hearing, you know, in 2008, I pulled all my money out of the market. You know, when the market almost hit the bottom, I pulled it out, you know, at the very worst time, right? And it's been sitting in cash ever since, and I haven't had the faith, I haven't had the the peace of mind, I haven't had the, uh, say, the confidence to get back in the market. And often, if they would really understand what proper portfolio management is and, and how we can manage the downside risk, they, I think they'd be more comfortable getting back in the market. So on one hand, it's you know, people that got burnt in 2008, and they're still you know, very gun shy about investing. I think that's really a lack of education. And that's been that's my profession's fault, not theirs. I mean, it's, it's up to us to, to educate people. You know, they don't trust the markets. They don't trust these big investment companies. You know, I would encourage people, you know, when you're looking to work with a financial advisor, you work with someone who's a fiduciary, so, you know, someone who has to put your interests above their own. You know, not that there aren't good people at some of these big companies, but they work for the company. They don't work for you. So once again, it's like a little bit of education. I think you can begin to get your confidence back up. Or sometimes they just haven't been paying attention. You know, maybe every month they're putting in three or four hundred dollars or, or every pay into into a savings account. Now they turn around and they have, you know, fifty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, which is, you know, more than they need. It's time then to get that money working for you, get that money raking raking those leaves for you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh you know, I think we can all benefit from uh, some leave raking, but maybe the stakes weren't all that high that we thought at that moment uh, when I wasn't raking my leaves back in the day, Dan. But in terms of lazy money, those stakes are pretty high. You talked a little bit about the consequences of having so much money, you know, being lazy for you in the different places where it often hides. But uh, what, what are the stakes? Why is it so dangerous to have so much of that money just sitting around? Well, first of all, that money is... Uh going to lose significant buying power over time because it's not keeping up with inflation. So I, I know people call them certificates of deposit. We kind of jokingly call them certificates of depreciation because often at the end of the term, the money actually has you know less buying power than it had at the beginning of the term. You know, Secondly, 
nobody likes to see get a statement and see that they earned you know 11 or 12 cents you know <laughs> the last quarter on their savings account and so it kind of become very discouraging it's kind of like you're trying to lose weight you know and you're you're working out a little bit but not enough and the and the pounds are coming off then you, you sometimes want to you give up because you think hey, it's not working you know but if if you can sit down and, and develop a long-term strategic plan to manage that portion of your assets you know in a way that's going to control the downside risk it's going to give you some upside potential and you can begin to see it working you know first quarter second quarter third quarter one year two years out it really helps it's like the momentum of an airplane you know when a big airplane is first starting down the runway it's barely moving you know but by the time it gets to the uh, end of the runway might be moving at 150 180 miles an hour and then by the time it's you know at 10,000 feet you're going 450 500 miles an hour and so it's the same thing with the portfolio you got to get it moving and you got to get that forward forward momentum and get enough lift under the under your financial planning wings so you can take off and, and begin to fly yeah, that's a great point. You know, kind of talking a little bit about motivation and momentum, and it makes a difference. So those emo- yeah. that's that's where that intersection of emotions and finances happens, and and where it's really important because it really works. It's like losing weight. You know, it's you start seeing those Absolutely. pounds come off. It just feeds you to keep on that same track. Same idea with saving and investing too. So tell us about your process, Dan, and how you help people who maybe have too much lazy money. First of all, how often are you finding this to be the case? And then they're kind of hesitant maybe to make some changes. We talked about those reasons why that might be. But how do you help them kind of address those issues that are in their portfolio? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with with education. So unfortunately, in our profession, too often people are just sold a product. They're just kind of told, you know, that this product is going to, you know, answer your address all of your needs. And in reality, it's not a product. It's, it's a process. It's a process of, you know, you educating me, the advisor you're working with, and the advisor co-educating you. And I've come up with this a list of 20 must-answer questions for your journey toward financial peace of mind. And I'd recommend people you know, get a hold of that uh, 20 must-answer questions and start to go down that and begin to ask themselves, you know, the right questions. Because th- the reality is there are investments that can limit your downside risk. If you understand how to create, you know, a efficient portfolio, we know that we can control the downside risk and you gotta get really clear how much risk you can take. I also help people, you know, begin small. Sometimes people come in and they're very, very nervous. They may have 10, 20, $50,000, whatever. And I say, well, just take a portion of it, that portion of it that you can, you can put into the market and you can see how it works and we'll revisit it, you know, in six months or a year. Maybe at that time you'll be ready to put more into the market, you know, and, and get a long-term plan. We're not looking short-term, we're looking long-term. You know, long-term I'm defining as, you know, minimum of five or greater years. And, you know, we, we know with a great deal of reliability when we create a portfolio, we can show people what we call the upper and lower confidence levels of that portfolio. In other words, we we can design it in such a scientific way that we can actually you know tune in you know how much volatility or, or how much flexibility there's going to be you know in the in the portfolio wings to help them fly and how much they're able to tolerate. It's it's about taking time. It's about educating yourself and it's about asking the right questions. If we go through that process, usually the person has enough confidence. Uh, to begin to move forward. And that's the goal, creating confident investors, creating peace of mind, creating the future 
that you want for you and your family. And a great first step would be to get a copy of Dan's Retirement Rescue Toolkit. This is a resource that you can have delivered to your home or your office that has a great booklet in it, The Secrets to a Tax-Free Retirement, has an audio CD, some other reports and information. This is a physical toolkit that Dan will send to you. And I kind of view that as probably a great starting point for a lot of people, Dan. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. It'd be my pleasure to send it to anybody who would you know, like to learn more about the journey toward financial peace of mind. Yeah, if you like to learn about uh, living in a with a tax-free retirement, finding out how you can lessen the burden that might be happening inside your 401ks or 403bs, IRAs, and that kind of thing, you can get this free retirement rescue toolkit. All you have to do to get it is go to Dan's homepage, BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. You'll see the button to click on right there on the homepage. Or look at the description of our show today, whether you're on your smartphone or your computer. Just go to where you clicked on play, and you should see the headline and then the description of the show. And in the description, there's a link. Click that link, and that'll take you to where you need to be to request that toolkit. Again, this is a free resource. All you have to do is click on the link or go to Dan's website, BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. Put in your info, and he'll get that toolkit right out to you. You can also call 614 472 4510. That's 614 472 4510. And that'll put you in touch directly with Dan and his team at Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving you in the greater Columbus area, office in Gahanna near the airport. Again, 614 472 4510 or com. the place to go to get that retirement rescue toolkit. Well, Dan, thanks for the info on the podcast today. Always a pleasure catching up with you. And hey, we'll do it again next week. Thank you, Walter. And we'll look forward to that. And thank you for tuning in to the show today. Couch Potato Dollars. Hopefully that's some helpful information for you, making sure that you address some of those issues that might be lying around lazily in your portfolio as well. If you would like to, you can subscribe to the podcast. Very easy to do. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow whenever a new podcast is posted that way as well. For Dan, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time on Plan With Dan. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.